is up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Cheers from the Press Box. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif, joined as always by my good buddy and co-host, Mr. Joe Dorville. What's up, Joe? What's going on, Brennan? I believe I had that. Oh, sorry. A little too early. Hold on. Oh, a little too early. A little too early. Uh, for those of you who are new to the show, we're going to discuss some of the major topics in all the major sports happening right now. Then we'll get into the quick hits, talk about some of the other... Uh, you know, not so talked about sports, but we'll make it quick. And then quick. Uh, the we have the walk off where we will do a short essay portion uh, Sorry, my every week, sometimes not every week. And then the press conference where we'll pedal our wares. But this week, let's start the same way we do every week. Joe! Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Oh, here we go. My alarm went off in the middle of that. It's an alarm. Sound the alarm. Joe kind of had it. Uh, oh, I'm not even talking about my actual alarm. Like, oh. it's going to bleed through the audio. <laughs> not quite as bad as uh, you thought it was going to be, but not quite as good as I thought it was going to be. Uh, we were talking Colorado. We were talking NHL playoffs, the Stanley Cup final. Colorado Avalanche finally break through and win their first Stanley Cup in quite some time. Since 2001. Yes. God, 21 years. Crazy. And uh, defeating the imagine, uh, imagine never winning one after all this time. Well, that's weird because like they um, there are some franchises out there who still haven't won one. I know, right? Crazy, Sheesh. man. I can't imagine what kind of franchise would never have won one yet. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot, and I'm sorry. For those of you listening who don't know, Joe is a Florida Panthers fan who the Florida Panthers have never won the Stanley Cup. Uh, Been there. Lost in 96-2. Colorado Avalanche. When, was, yeah. when were they uh, formed? Uh, I want to say either 94. Four or I was going to say it was the 90s. Yeah. Okay. So it hasn't been. I mean, it's been I don't a while. But it, say 93 because that's the same year as the Marlins. I don't think they came in the same year. So I think either a year or two after 93, 94. Well, then you have some of those teams like what's the, is it Montreal? One of the original six teams won like hasn't a million of them, like but the then 60s. hasn't won since the <laughs> 60s. Yeah. So that's, I can't imagine that. So. Colorado Avala- Avalanche, like we've talked about, <laughs> Avalanche, have been, like, not, <laughs> have been banging on the door the last few years. Tampa Bay, obviously, two times Stanley Cup champions. Uh, this was their third trip to the Stanley Cup final in three years. Lose to Colorado. Colorado, yeah. from what I took away, Colorado had too much speed. Um, and their defense, especially in that game six, was awesome. I mean, the whole series... Colorado's defense was awesome and just too much speed on the ice. Tampa Bay looked like they couldn't get anything going. Vassy ended up playing very well after giving up the seven points in that shutout uh, in game two. But Joe, what'd you take away from this? It was a two, one victory in game six. So everything other than game two, everything points to this was one hell of a series. It's just Tampa Bay couldn't get, couldn't get the goals they needed. Yeah, um, I think a microcosm of the series actually was the third period of uh, game six. Uh, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, there's like six minutes in, and at that point, Tampa Bay has one shot. Yeah. Like, and again, to shout out our ex-producer, L. Greg, RIP, um, Colorado's ability to just bludgeon you with offense was their best defense. There was like a five minute span where it felt like it never crossed half ice and they just stayed in front of Vasilevsky and the lightning the entire time to the point where they couldn't even line change at one point because they were just stuck there. (laughs) Well, yeah. And what was it game four or five when it was 32 shots to 16 on goal? It's like something crazy. Just so fast. And they just play. Everything is in the neutral zone or on the other side of the ice. I had a friend who was fortunate enough to uh, fly into Tampa. He's a huge Colorado fan, flew into Tampa to watch game six. And he said, he said, when you were in the building, you could almost feel it because Tampa Bay couldn't get past neutral ice like yeah. to get to the other. He's like, you could feel it. Like they were, it was almost like the, the air was being choked out of them. Yeah. And I mean, and I mean, testament to both teams, both of them looked gassed yeah. for most of the series, but lightning looked more gassed because they had to then deal with these guys in the series. Um, and, and even coming with, uh, Kale McCarr, uh, 
one of the best offensive defensemen. So it's like, gosh, they had, there's no time. There's nobody not here. That's not going to force us to play, you talking about for play defense. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about for the lightning, like everybody. Uh, are you on talking the about Nikita Kucherov? Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, Kale McCarr. Uh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Like defending him. is like, we got to defend the defenseman. Like, yeah. Can we yeah, get yeah, a yeah. break? <laughs> I, like, this saying, kid is yeah. amazing. I thought you were talking about the Tampa Bay's defenseman that plays really good offense. I was like, that's no, not, no, no. but it's yeah, like, I see. Geez. And th- th- that's the crazy thing was they just never stopped. And it was just an onslaught. The fact that the scores were what they were. And uh, a couple of the games went to overtime is a testament to, uh, not only how good the uh, avalanche are, but the defense of Tampa Bay. Yeah. I mean, like I said, other than that game two blip, the zero to seven blowout, other than that, like all these games were relatively close. One so two of them went to overtime. Yeah. They were all like a goal or two differential. So like for and the then fact- this game started with Tampa up and Colorado had to come back. Yeah. Oh, don't think I didn't see that. I was very excited <laughs> and then it kind of slipped away. But um yeah, congratulations to the Avalanche. Uh, you know, it's a long off season and then I think Tampa Bay will be back. Joe, what's your outlook looking forward for both teams? Um, I think the Avs the uh, I'll steal this from PTI like you usually do. With the hard cap the way it is, it's hard for them to it's hard for any team really to continue success in that manner. Um, a lot of contracts are going to come up and they're going to have to pay Nathan McKinnon. Um, so I think Kadri is going to be up. They got to figure out if they want to keep rolling with Kemper. Um, so that'll be interesting to watch. And the lightning, you know, they're going to do some shady offseason maneuvering. Like they always do to keep the whole team together. Um, they got to get rid of that one guy. I can't remember his name, but they got to get rid of that one guy who's lost three Stanley Cup finals in a row. Like, get him off your team. I feel bad for that guy because he's going to oh, be like maybe, a, yeah. a hex or something. Yeah. Like, just get him as far as way as possible. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I think the Lightning, the Lightning, obviously, they've been here before. They've done this before. Um, I don't know if this is, say, that 2019, not to compare it to basketball, but that 2019 uh, Warriors team where it's like, because Braden Point barely got to play throughout the series because it's just yep. injury and it's just like attrition after getting here so many times. Um, do they need a break from getting here? Hopefully, because that could make way for the Panthers. <clears throat> but um, they, they honestly, they just need to rest up and they need to do their shady maneuvering again so people are healthy at the right time. Yeah, it's a long it's a long season and to do like just like in basketball, like you mentioned. Also, side note, you also quote Dan Levitardin, but Monty Jones a lot. So I don't want to. That's true. I don't know. <laughs> um, I've but never no, done the direct because we you know, this show is based off PTI. <laughs> yeah. The rundown is based off PTI. But um, yeah, it's a lot. To go through the to the final every single year for three yeah. years straight, it's a lot. It's too much. And, you know, Colorado was lucky because they got bounced early a couple times. Ow! But um, good good on them. I think, I think both teams will be back in the playoffs, but I think Tampa Bay is not going to make it very far next year. It's just, it's too much. It's too much to put on the players. And they're all getting older. Sam Coast is what, 34 now, 35? That's, yeah. I mean, that's not... Crazy old, but that's not young for hockey. We're the same age. I know. So the crazy thing is um, the Colorado team, Tampa being like one of the looking dynastic getting here three times. But the Colorado team, I think, tied for the most wins in a season with like 72 if you include the playoffs. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, this is this may be like one of the single greatest seasons we've ever seen. Well, and another thing I wanted to point out was and uh, going into the Stanley Cup final, like Tampa Bay obviously had just won two. They were back in it. and But it was one of those things where even as a Tampa Bay Lightning fan, and I brought this up on the show, I was like, Colorado's the better team. Yeah. Like they're faster. They've got more offense. Like, and there was just something very not I was just very nervous about the whole situation because I was like this team and then after game two I was like I fucking knew it this sucks <laughs> but well, uh they were just it better was, it was similar to um 
Golden State Boston. You had the team who had been knocking on the door in Colorado, i.e. the Boston Celtics. And then you had the team that was a little more established, a little more seasoned with Golden State and the Lightning. Um, and all you had to go on, I mean, not all you had. I mean, the Lightning had been kicking ass all playoffs long, all season long. Look at what they did to the Panthers, turned the number one scoring team into a bunch of school kids. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you thought there, and they showed it in the two games they won that, that veteran guile and guts and getting out to that early lead. And this game looked to be that way. And then the defense of the avalanche locked in and Kemper made a few really good saves, good key blocks. Um, and he was, he was, he was not Vasilevsky, but he was as good as he needed to be for this series. So, yeah. And that's eventually what bore out. He was able to hold on enough for them to do their thing offensively. Yeah, it was, it was a great series. I mean, it was only four, two, didn't go to a game seven, but still it was all in all, it was a very good series. If we could just take out that game too, it would have been fantastic. <laughs> Moving on. Joe, not sure if you heard the news, but we are officially in the NBA offseason. So for those of you listening since last week, the finals have ended. We had Done. the draft, and now Indeed. we are into free agency. We are. Um, biggest news of the day, obviously, Paolo going number one to the Magic. So confused because he didn't even go in for a workout. Uh, I think the Magic also didn't work out Jonathan Isaac when they picked him in the first nope. couple years yeah, ago. They, or um, Jalen I heard an interview with the president of the uh, Magic, and he's like, yeah, we've done this before. Like, It's not a big deal. He he met Jaylen every... Suggs didn't work out. Isaac checked every box that we asked him to. Um, also, Sacramento, being Sacramento, and passing on Ivy, who was universally considered the number four best player in this draft with huge yeah. upside. And they took somebody else. I can't even remember who they took, but let's move on to free agency. Joe Kyrie opting in with his Brooklyn contract. 37 million. If I'm not mistaken, 37, 36, 37 million. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere um, in there. So does this give the Brooklyn Nets any clarity moving forward with KD and Kyrie? Um, let me walk you. Let me walk through through yesterday. This roller coaster that was yesterday, <laughs> and those who aren't keeping up with this on a molecular level. At the start of the day, now Kyrie and the Nets have been going back and forth, posturing and da 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 da. Kyrie said he was willing to go to six teams in a potential signing trade situation. Oh my god, I forgot about that. And people were posturing, and Durant's like, "My name's Bennett, and I'm not in it. I'm just gonna let them do what they do." And, then there's mullings that Durant, if Kyrie leaves, Durant's gone. And so at the start of yesterday, Kyrie and his team say they request the ability to look for a signing trade. The Nets, this is this has all been a big game of chicken because Nets don't want to sign him long term. And Kyrie doesn't want to sign, didn't want to sign short term. He wanted to sign a long term deal, have security. Yeah, like so, 250 million. They say he says, "Can I look for a trade partner and for a sign of trade?" They say, "Sure, go ahead." And of the six teams he wanted, he put out there, only one team said that they would do a sign and trade. Only one team, and that team was the, the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers. <laughs> so. The market wasn't as hot as Kyrie thought it may have been. Wait, you mean sitting out almost an entire season and uh, turning your back on your team doesn't make the market super hot for you? Uh, you know, there was more that actually came about. Uh, he, after practice, he would undermine his own head coach and then run a secondary practice. Kyrie? Uh, um, and I'm just trying to stay facts here. I'm not trying to you know say anything one way or another. Being very diplomatic here, and um, I am not because <laughs> this is what makes me angry. Like Anthony Davis wants to play, he's just hurt, and then yeah. like Kyrie and Ben Simmons are like, "Nah, we're out." And then it's like, well, I don't know. Yeah. It's Kyrie also played a, of the last three seasons. He's played an average of thirty four games a season, playing only one hundred and three 
Joe, how many games are in the NBA season? 82. Nine. Okay. All right. So a 82. third. So, yeah. Um, so by the end of, by midday yesterday, after seeing there was not much of a market for him to have a long-term deal, Kyrie then opted in <laughs> and fired off his, his, his uh, remarks were, a lot of people make normal decisions, but I make, this is paraphrasing, but I make abnormal decisions and I'm opting in. Now, Brendan, I don't know about you, but if I had the option to opt in for $37 million or opt out and most likely only be able to get the vet minimum of $6 million, I think the normal thing would be to do the opt into the more guaranteed money. I think. Yeah, it's a running joke on a. Um, I know with uh, Bill Simmons and Ryan Rosillo, but it's the same thing. It's like they always talk about, and then he's got a player option for the fifth year, and they always say, "Yeah, I think he's going to opt into that." Things going to opt he, in. You, yeah. Well, you don't opt in if you've played uh, up to market and beyond market. Usually, we'll opt out, re-sign a new deal, have more guaranteed, but. When your market is well, normally not when they're hot. saying that, they're talking about <laughs> players that aren't that are yeah, on aren't the pre- decline. Yeah, because yeah. they're like, yeah, I think they're going to opt into that. Like and when John Wall earlier this week, not get to a later topic, when his forty-seven million was like, "Hey, are you going to opt in?" Fuck yeah, I'm opting. I'm yeah. never going to get that type of money again. Who they're knows the, what my market is afterwards? Yeah, between his injuries and being put on. Ice. <laughs> yeah, put on ice. He's like, yeah, I, I'd like that money, please. Um, yeah, I think I'd like that. <laughs> there's still so much that can happen. I know there's a lot of like fun trade rumors in some of the NBA shows I listen to about maybe trade Kevin. Uh, what could you get for Kevin? Um, I wanted to, happen. I heard this brought up, uh, so I wanted to bring it up to you. This was interesting to me. Uh, I've only got three names, but I want to run through it real quick. Uh, would you mm-hmm. trade Kevin DeLand for Luka Doncic if you're Kevin the DeLand? Dallas? Kevin Durant for Luka Doncic if you're the Dallas Mavericks. If you're the Dallas Mavericks? Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, Antetokounmpo? No. Okay. And then um, John Morant? No. Okay. That's what I thought. I just wanted to make sure we were on the same page. Yeah, no. Yeah, I was about to say because the thing is, Kevin's in his 16th year. Kevin's yeah. had multiple horrific leg to injuries. His legs, yeah. He's had the Jones, he's had the Achilles, like um, not to say that he's not durable, it's just I rather have something young for longer than something for short term. Yeah. No, I agree. That's what I was thinking too. I it's surprising to me. All the injuries Kevin's had, um He's still amazing. <laughs> no, between well, yeah, obviously, but between him, Harden, and Kyrie, Kevin's the one who's had all the injuries. And Kevin's mm. played more than both of them put together. Yeah. Like, that's insane to me. Like, ugh, that makes me so mad. All right. Speaking of. You mean Ben Simmons or did you mean James Harden? No, I meant James Harden. Uh, okay, but yeah, serious. Ben Simmons, too. We'll throw him in there. He's because he didn't play at all last year. So that's easy. That's a zero net zero. Um, obviously, I know I say it all the time and I know KD says it all the time. But for KD, it's just ball is life. Like. Yeah. Fuck your drama. Fuck your antics. Like, I just want to get out here and play ball. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Speaking of opting in, opting out, our boy John Wall. <clears throat> our boy John Wall did the thing. He did the thing. What's his nickname? Uh, his nickname? I, I don't know. I was thinking. <laughs> I was remember when he that. came out, he was like clocked as like the fastest player in NBA history to like be able to get up and down the court. I thought he had like a cool nickname, like lightning. Uh, don't remember this whatsoever. I'm going to go to Basketball Reference, though. Yeah, they've got the nicknames on Basketball Reference. Yeah, that's how I learned about Big Honey after you told me. Big Honey. Optimus <laughs> Dime. Weird. Is that the only one? Uh, and Tupac. I didn't want to say that one. Okay, yeah, we're not saying that one. <laughs> Edit that out, Mark. That uh, Optimus <laughs> Dime. I don't like that. All right, John Wall. Ops in. <laughs> then uh, buy, get, gets bought out. And gets now... Bought out. He is on when you strategically strategically gets bought out for 6.5. He shaves 6.5 off of the 47 point 
whatever he was getting. Gets bought out for 40. Gets bought out for 41. So that, but that 6.5 number is very important because that's the amount of money you can get on a vet minimum, mid-level exception at this point. So once that happened, I was like, oh, mid-level exception. He's represented by Rich Paul and Clutch Sports. He's going to the Lakers. And I yep. tweeted as such. You did. And then two minutes later, Bobby Mark said, he's going to the Clippers. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, other LA team. My bad. Had the city right, just had the team wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was on the right track. <laughs> uh, and this is shocking to me because when I saw your tweet and then you had texted me like, uh, might have to change the rundown. I'm trying to figure out this John Wall thing. Uh, <laughs> But this is great for the Clippers. Uh, if he can play, I think he's got a lot to prove to himself and to the rest of the league. You know, once he was coveted as one of the uh, most dynamic point guards in all of the NBA and hasn't really played in a couple of years now due to injuries and then being put on ice like we referenced earlier. So I think he has a lot to prove. Not only does he have a lot to prove, but the Clippers were your Dark Horse team to come out of the playoffs last year, and you yep. made a lot of valid points, and now they've got guys coming back from injury. We don't know what's going on with Kawhi. You know, I hear he's really Never team know. first. He's uh, really he's really letting the guys know what his timeline is. But uh, Really keeping everybody abreast of what's going just on. Just keeping everybody in the loop. <laughs> but I mean, other than that, the rehab process there. especially with John Big Walton. Kawhi, big Kawhi energy. Taking the minimum. <laughs> I think this team, the Clippers, I mean, I fought you on it last year when you brought it up, but now with the points that you made, seeing what they've done in the offseason and the draft and everything, I think the Clippers are a team to team to reckon with moving forward. Um, they, they've been supposedly a team to reckon with since they got Kawhi, but then Kawhi went down in that postseason. Um, and I think they ended up beating Utah or whatever. I don't know. Um but yeah, everything there hinges on Kawhi's health. Uh, I don't think John Wall and Paul George alone will be able to do much in a crowded, crowded West. Uh, they need Kawhi to be that difference maker. Uh, in John Wall's last season playing, which was not this one, it was a year prior, Houston actually did play him for 40 games. Uh, he averaged 20 points. Like yeah. He does have a lot of basketball left in him. He's not super old. He's 31 years of age. Um like he's gonna be, he he's gonna still be a contributor in the league for a while. I don't think he's ever. I know he's not ever gonna get a super super max in the way he did. That was a one time situation. God, very uh, still paying for it. Well, well, they were year, up until yeah. that was a lifetime. Um, but yeah, so uh, injuries really is what derailed him. But and now the question is, when he comes back. What is his game going to look like? In that last season with the Rockets, he shot 31% from three. He is similar to Russell Westbrook in that manner that they are not prolific shooters and their no, game is were. predicated on athleticism. Yep. So what does that look like after injury, after age, after wear and tear? Like, how do you score? And do we see a similar drop off in the way that Russ had last year? Well, we're either going to see a drop off like Russ or we're going to see an adaption, uh, like adapt to survive kind of thing like we saw with, uh, I mean, just to throw it out, like Marcus Smart. Like it's di totally different styles, but like Marcus being able to be like, all right, maybe I need to do this instead of that. John Wall's going to have to go, all right, maybe I need to pass and shoot a little bit more instead of trying to drive to the basket all the time. Mm. But yeah. the I mean, the Clippers are, they're, Getting quietly, they're getting loaded up. Uh, trying, speaking of a team trying. that's not getting loaded up, <clears throat> Joe, you're uh, well, New York Knickerbockers. They're loading up in a different way, apparently. <laughs> you're New York Knickerbockers. What's happening here? So draft night was a, a complete debacle. You said you looked it up uh, to get all the details. They traded the 11 pick to OKC for three first rounders. Um, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, they're not this year though. They dumped they're Kemba all Walker. Next year. I yeah, think. and then they dumped Kemba. Explain to the people what happened. Okay, so the Nick, the Knicks, um, they they had a squeaky toy similar to Brendan's dog, and they just kept squeaking, squeaking, squeaking. And <laughs> those squeaks were some first round picks, and they on draft day drafted uh, the French kid who played in 
I want to say Australia. Uh, Oisman Dang. And they, they drafted him. They immediately traded him to three picks. Over yeah, the, from the New Zealand Breakers. Oisman Dang. Usman. Usman. So they trade him for next year's Denver picks, Washington picks, and the Detroit Piston picks. So as they do that, everybody's like, okay, all right, interesting. And then they traded the Nuggets' first round pick. Wait, again, I'm confused. Oh, yes, okay. So they took the Nuggets' first round pick, traded that to the Hornets, along with four fourth round, oh, fourth, fourth round, four second round picks to the Hornets for Jalen Duran. But then they staple that to Kemba Walker's contract. So the kid they just got, they stapled that to Kemba Walker's contract, sent that in a three-team deal to the Pistons. I believe, no. They, it was straight up one for one. They sent that to the yeah, Pistons. They, yeah, they sent it to the Pistons for more, and then they got second round. It rounders. seemed like a three-team deal because it was the pick they just got from OKC. Well, and they sent that to Charlotte. And Charlotte yeah, according to this report, it says it was then, a part of the three-team deal that involved the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets selected Jalen Duren from Memphis of, with the 13th pick. A lot of craziness happened, and, and the Knicks ended the up Knicks. drafting nobody. And have two first rounders next year and just have no second round for a long time. So, Brent, what is their master plan? What do you think they're trying to pull off here other than getting Kemba off the books? Yeah, I think it was a big play to get Kemba off the books, hoping for cap space for next summer when a lot of people are going to be free agents. But, well, a lot of people think it's cap space for this summer because uh, Jalen Brunson is available and and they just uh, signed his dad as an assistant coach. And then who's the other big free agent that's available? This year? I have no idea. That was after Kyrie. It's like, because now people are saying that. Oh, I'm sorry. It was it was Kyrie, but then he no, opted okay, I'm saying. sorry. Yeah. I was like, there was two names floating around. Brunson, and then I couldn't remember the other. It was Kyrie. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, obviously with Kyrie opting in, uh, that's not an option. But I don't. Jalen Brunson's a great player, but or a good player. But I don't think you implode your entire future and the team as a whole to get less you're the Knicks. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I mean, we saw how much trouble they had. uh, What was it last year when they tried to do all those like short, weird contracts instead of like signing anybody big, they signed like a bunch of guys kind of off the scrap heap for like smaller deals. And they, to their credit, they played their asses off. They had something to prove almost made it, uh, Looked like they were going to make the playoffs through the first half of the season, and then they kind of mm-hmm. didn't work out so well. And then the year before, they played really well, too. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know what they're doing. And it's weird because people go, oh, it's the Knicks being the Knicks, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, this is a different regime. Like, these yeah. are the same people. So, like, I don't understand how these things no, can keep happening. No, Brennan, you didn't let me finish. So, the Knicks... They don't only sign Jalen Brunson's dad, who has been a coach and uh, an assistant coach in the NBA before. So not too far-fetched to make that signing. Also, Leon Rose, the new GM, who was a former agent, know who he used to represent, Brennan? Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson. (laughs) So the stars are aligning to give Jalen Brunson the max. God, in what New the York. fuck? What is happening? I don't even want to. Let's let's go to baseball. Oh man, Joe, there was a huge brawl in the we MLB. Had a big one. We had a big one, Brennan. A big one. Like I missed this. What happened? Seen. Oh, you didn't too. No. So this was a two day event, like most oh, things God. in baseball. So the night before, I believe it was Saturday. Um. The Angels and the Mariners are playing. Mariners, a pitch gets away from one of the Mariners, goes up a little high near the head of one very expensive uh, Mike Trout. Yeah, Mike Trout's pretty expensive. Very expensive. So the next day, the Angels start a starter. Now, Brandon, I don't know if you remember. Let me catch you back up. Starter is uh, a guy who doesn't pitch the entirety of the game, similar to the inverse of a closer. Instead of just pitching one inning at the end, usually just pitches one inning up top. Um, 
And this was this starter's first ever start. Ever. Ever. And ever. And uh about three batters in, he hits Jesse Winker right in the behind. Hits uh, him the in the winker. Us, as we say. Uh and from then on, a full on eighteen minute brawl broke out. I can't believe that. Which featured some some of the greatest moments featured were uh, Anthony Rendon, who is out for the rest of the year, who's in a cast, jumping into the fight. Um, That's awesome. Someone throwing a bucket of uh, someone throwing a bucket of sunflower seeds onto the onto the field. You should watch that one. That's very funny. This is after everything cleared up, by the way. He just went in back into the dugout, grabbed the bucket of sunflower seeds. Tossed it. All 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 bag. Thank goodness, because we didn't have to like m- uh, vacuum that it. That would have been funny. <laughs> and then he just like tosses it in. And that set the Mariners off again. Jesse Winker started to run out there. Like, Don't hold me back. But um the most physical of uh, uh, of fights I've seen in a long time, probably since uh, Yasiel Puig took on the entire Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, Jesse Winker I always got like down how they get the a little ground. physical because some of yeah. these like hold me back, hold me back. It's like shut exactly. the hell up, go back to Jesse the Jesse Winker got down on the ground. Uh, there was one moment. Oh my gosh, this moment didn't get talked about enough. There, so the fight like it's eighteen minute fight. Uh, so the fight's breaking out. And there's people like on the on the periphery being like held back or whatever. And then like so it stops, kind of goes back to a shoving match for a second. Everybody's standing up now. And then it re-breaks out. And then there's like all the way to the bottom left. If you watch the extended video, all the way to the bottom left. There, I think it's a I think it's a, a angel holding back a mariner who's trying to get loose. And he keeps just like like a like a grown up with a little kid. He's like, nope, you're not going anywhere. Puts him like nah. in a reverse lock. He gets out of that. Nope, gets him he's back. Trying again. to like, like spin and do the yeah, thing. Trying to yeah, spin, dodge. He's like, you're not going anywhere, man. You're not going anywhere. Get just your like, ass back over here. Just kyles him and just locks him up. Like you're not going anywhere. Dude. I don't know why you're trying. You're not going anywhere. That's hilarious. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, this ended up. This resulted in uh, twelve people getting suspended. Um, Phil Nevin. Who's the Angels manager? Got ten games. Wow. Uh, Jesse Winker got seven. Uh, so yeah, JP Crawford, Julio Rodriguez, Raul, Raul Iglesias. Um, yeah, a bunch of bunch of people. Anthony Rendon can't be on the bench for the next seven games because he's already hurt anyways. So it's not like he can play. Just can't show up to work. Just don't even come in. <laughs> so yeah, we'll mail you those game checks. It was a wicked. Yeah, it was a funny one. Well, speaking of violence in baseball, uh, our boy, uh, and by our boy, I mean your boy, Harper. What's going on? He's out. What is it? uh, Three to four weeks? What the hell? Sorry, I'm just now seeing this Canelo Triple G face off. After oh, that's boxing. The first that's not- pitch. They threw out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium and then had oh, a together? off. Yeah. God. That's, like, what's, so that's some gay. weird promo. There. Happy pride. I got a blue tie. You can't say that. Bro. <laughs> what time? What's the time on that? So, oh, come on. You can keep that in. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah. Bryce Harper got a pitch thrown to him by uh, Blake Snell. And uh, <laughs> it hit him in the thumb. And he yeah, broke so his is he, thumb. It's broken, broken, right? He has to go get surgery on it. That's yeah. what I thought. Okay, yeah, because I saw um, Harper out, but I didn't realize it was, like, shattered like that. Yeah, no, he has to go get surgery. And uh, to Bryce Harper just went ultimate Bryce Harper saying, I'd rather he would have hit me in the face because my face won't break. God, that's such a Bryce Harper <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, it's yeah, very much out. like uh, if he dies, he dies. Uh, he's out definitely. He's supposed to be back. He should be back there, hoping by before the end of the season. But um, the Phillies, who were on a bit of a, they kind of turned their ship around 
since firing Joe Girardi. Um, this is going to be interesting to see what they do. The last time a team uh, didn't have Bryce Harper for a long period of time, they won the World Series, Brendan. So you never know. Yeah, he um, very much does not look 29. He looks does not older. look 29. <laughs> no, it's the beard. Um, the beard's doing a lot for his face. Yeah, he looks so old. Uh so I'm looking up a couple of articles right now, pondering Phillies trade ideas for Bryce Harper after bad break. Phillies trading Bryce Harper, question mark. Um, panic Don't meter take- on Harper. Wow. That's not awesome. Didn't you guys didn't. Uh, hey, Kyle, didn't you guys just pay him like $400 million? Well, Bryce is, has not been the issue. And it wasn't four. It was like three thirty. Uh Bryce hasn't been the <laughs> My issue. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's the pitching, it's the managing, and it's like everybody else. He has been. He's been MVP. He was the MVP last year, and he's been MVP good this year. So. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I know. I'm not going to get 318. In, no, I know, but we're not going to get into this whole debate about MVP like, uh, on a bad team. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like Baseball is an isolated sport, man. It's a one-man game at a time. I'm fighting a losing battle. Let's move you're on. only up wanna... there by yourself. So other than the nine guys you're playing against, uh, exactly one on nine and he's better at it than most <laughs> than all of them right now. I mean, team he was bad in three eighteen. That's crazy. That's a right, good kid. Is this Freddie? Is this your boy, Freddie Freeman? This is your boy, Freddie Freeman. Uh, your boy. Freddie Freeman. Like let me look up these Kershaw. You quotes. can take that out because I didn't. I don't know why I did that. You can <laughs> no, take, leave the keep leave the, the pride leave the pride joke in. Take that out. Keep it that in. Keep it that in. Um, Freddie Freeman. Now, Brent, I don't know if you remember Freddie Freeman last year, Atlanta Brave, uh, World A Series great. winner. Yeah. Atlanta um, Brave, great. Been there for ten years now. Twelve uh, in the free agency or uh, twelve, and then in the free agency market went to the Doyas. Went to the Dodgers. So this weekend was the first time coming back to Atlanta. Um, received his ring. Uh, and gave a whole lot of tears. Like a whole lot of tears. Like. I was uncomfortable watching some of the video. Play he back. did the like, same thing Jesus when Atlanta Christ. came to L.A. And he, he saw like all his old teammates. He cried. He did some things there as well. Um and like he cried he was emotional just walking into the presser like he walked in and walked out and was like hold on it's, it's a lot for me it's like you know what i'm about to say don't you okay uh i don't i, I i'm scared now um <laughs> and then uh he did like a three minute interview on the field after getting his ring and that whole presentation and whatnot and it's like, okay, this is going on a long That's a time. lot. As someone who does that's music and you and someone who does comedy and me, that's three minutes just going time. is a lot. Long time. And then um and then uh and then constantly saying like, uh, I love it here. Thank you for being so kind to my family. I know I'm not with you guys anymore, but you guys are still in my heart and I love you. Da, 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 da. It was it was it was beautiful until the point it was like a lot. <laughs> yeah. And uh frustrations were sent out when Clayton Kershaw was asked a question by the Atlanta Journal Constitution and he said it was very cool to see Freddie's reception Friday night. He's obviously been a big contributor for our team and I hope we're not second fiddle. It's a special team over here, too. I think we, whenever he gets comfortable over here, he'll really enjoy it. But it was a good night for him Friday. Wow. Kershaw taking a dig. <laughs> taking a dig. And, and this has been, and with the way he responded and everything, a lot of people were questioning, like, well, did you, are you just now realizing you made the wrong decision? Like, Chipper Jones told, I think you had said this back when he did sign, uh, Chipper Jones said that he told him like, "Hey, you leave like, it's not going to be the same somewhere else." Yep. Like, you you when you're with one team, it's a different feel. And I was I was walking around the horn yesterday, and um, Harry Douglas had said, "Uh, it's not Harry Douglas. What the hell? Harry 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 Styles. Not you know. I was gonna say Harry Styles for a second. Oh shoot! Did I just knock my mic out? 
No, I, I didn't. Okay. Uh, Harry Harry Lyles Harry Lyles Jr. He said, um, "If if Freddie Freeman doesn't leave, it goes Hank Aaron, Kipper Jones, Freddie Freeman." God, and then you leave, and then he leaves. He makes that he makes that decision for one I mean, extra hey, year. How many of our listeners have been out there? You're dating someone, you think everything's going well, but then it gets kind of stale. You've been with them for a long time. You move on, and then you realize, shit, what have I done? Yeah. I yeah. mean, come on, uh, that, happens. <laughs> that happens to all of us. Happens yeah, to everybody uh, out there listening. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, he he, it was. It was disgusting to watch at a certain point. Um, That's gross. It became too much. Shit together. You're a professional athlete, <laughs> man. When if you go watch the video, he's blubbering like the entire time. I he's, am a very emotional person. Savannah, my lovely girlfriend, makes fun of me all the time, egregiously, horrifically. Some would say even almost abusively about how much I cry, <laughs> but I would not cry on the national stage during a game like are you out of your fucking mind ah good on freddy uh, mental no health is important it's, it's the, all the crying and the presser it, yeah. it's, the, it's it's the crying while wearing another team's uniform like yeah. you made the decision to leave you wanted that extra year that atlanta wasn't going to give you at the time with that money like you Suck made the conscious cry into your hundreds of millions of dollars now I'm not going to say that because you know people go through things, but you, you no, have. I just to- meant actually. Good point. I want to pick this up. I just meant in this case because he declined the deal from Atlanta to get the extra money. So that's what yeah. I meant. I don't mean athletes don't go through mental hardships. What I mean is it was his decision to leave Atlanta because they couldn't give him the extra year. So you know what? Boohoo into that extra year of the contract. Yeah. So that's all I meant. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, with that clarification, yeah, you you made the conscientious decision to go get that extra year instead of staying with the team that you obviously wanted to stay with. You obviously, even though he's had the thing is, I want to say it feels like he's regretting his decision, but (laughs) you think obviously he's regretting his decision, but it's like it's that thing where baseball is an individual sport. And he's still killing it on an individual yeah. level. Like it's not like his performance has gone down whatsoever. He's still batting over three hundred. Do you think like, maybe he's hoping the Atlanta Braves are watching the television and they go, "Man, I really miss Freddie too." Look at him out there. Not going to trade maybe we for him. Bring him back. That was maybe they're not going to trade for him. No, 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 no. They're doing they're doing fine enough. On they're doing well. right now. I mean, compared, and, I mean, after losing their best player in yeah. 50 years, they're doing pretty well. Uh, and, and they're doing well, and they don't want to give up anything to go get them. Now, like, if you wanted to be here, you would have just stayed here. Yeah. And we could have just rolled this thing. We would have figured out the extra year. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't see why. Obviously, the extra year with at the high number mark, but I don't think. After four years, they wouldn't have just resigned him. Yeah, just done it. Yeah, I don't. They would have just always brought him back again. Like blows my mind less about money, but yeah, that's what always blows. Yeah, but resigning for three years, whatever, is more money than adding on one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. Baseball's weird. All right, I mean, you got to maximize your earning potential. But Freddie Freeman misses his really misses his old girl, stay. man. You really wanted to stay. I want to know what love is. And you'd be surprised how quick. Quick! Mayman hits quick hit. Want you to show me. Let's start with Arch Manning. Arch Manning. This is the only one I know about. All right. Okay. Okay, we'll start with the Men's College World Series. We'll start Arch Manning. Go to the SEC. Men's College World Series, quick and easy. Uh, Ole Miss, last team to get in, and they went on to win the whole thing. Uh, Shout out to them. That's all I had for them. Last one in, first one won. All right, here we go. Moving on. Arch Manning, ladies and gentlemen. Quick hit. Grandson of Archie Manning. uh, Son of the... Cooper. Yeah, Cooper, the accountant Manning. Uh, But unlike Cooper, he is a five-tool quarterback. He is five stars, one of the top rated. (laughs) I don't know. That's a baseball term. Uh, Yeah, I know. He is one of the top rated. I think he is the the top rated quarterback in the class next year. 
decided to go to Tejas, the University of Texas in Austin. He will be a Longhorn. Everyone made the SEC joke like, oh, looks like the Mannings are out of the SEC. Gotcha, bitch. Texas is in the SEC starting in 2024. Uh, yeah, this is a big get uh, publicly, but as my good friend Joe Dorville likes to say, don't come talk to me about it until I see it on the field. We don't care about the draft. We don't care about signing day. Let me see what you got on the field. And I agree in this instance because his dad's Cooper. It's not even one of the good ones. So, um, The funny thing is, though, I heard that... Um his draft, not his draft, his, uh, his recruiting. So a couple years ago when he kind of first broke onto the scene, I don't know how you break onto the scene as a Manning, but when yeah, he first right. came into public notoriety, it was like, Oh, this kid is, he's going to be sensational. And since then, this is coming from Spencer Halls of SB nation and metal Arc media. He said that since then though, he hasn't gotten any better and some of the other guys have caught up. Okay. So this is not the signing that it felt like it would have been a year ago or so. Like he's kind of plateaued uh, and he doesn't seem, I mean, he could obviously get better, but he doesn't seem to be this transcendent quarterback that it felt like he was about to be because he was ahead of the game. But now, it feel like he just was ahead of the game for that brief. Yeah, moment. We see that all the time where people are like, Oh wow. If they're here at this age, imagine where they'll be in five years. And it's like, yeah, well, some people don't get better. Some people and actually like, get worse. Oh, well. Like, or it's once some other people get the proper coaching and get to the proper camps, they'll catch up. Yep. Like once they have the knowledge that you have and then they're able to do more, yeah, this kid's probably been in quarterback you. camp since he was five years old. Exactly. And then you've got some, since two years old. <laughs> yeah, and then you've got some of these guys coming from the inner city who maybe couldn't, their parents couldn't afford to send them away for a whole summer and stuff. And then yeah. they're going to get into these universities where they have legit coaching and people who actually care about them and want to win. Proper nutrition. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I Which mean, is always the craziest thing. Like, I think the best, the two best examples of that is uh, Scotty Pippen. He was like 6'2", going when he went to Arkansas State or whatever, got like actual meal plan and then chopped to 6'7". Um, and then Giannis Antetokounmpo, where he was yeah. a scrawny kid for like his first year in the NBA, but actually was able to eat and like not be living on the street of Greece. Yeah. And just not living on the street of a, of a European country that's completely in a, a depression. <laughs> yeah. Uh, economic depression. And he was able to fill out into an actual human being. <laughs> yeah. Some of these guys are going to pass arch. I, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to do the Texas is back kind of thing, but no, I definitely don't want to do that. And they're back. They're back. They will be back monetarily though. Um, oh yeah, this for sure. Is the type of thing where, Oh, this might attract a couple other people. And then, yep. The money flows back in. Just Manning from the being out there, and they're gonna want to start him right away. People are gonna come to, out to watch him. But if college football has taught us anything in the last few years, it's that everybody's getting paid now. So watch out, everybody getting paid. Uh, I was to wrong, quote Tyrese from Too Fast, Too Furious: "We hungry." He still is the number one recruit, though. That's what I thought. Yeah, mm -hmm. but the fuck does ESPN now? I will, this is 24 seven sports. Okay. Well, I stand corrected. <laughs> All right, Joe, you got something you want to talk to the listeners about. It's pretty important. It's the WNBA recap. <laughs> WNBA recap on last Tuesday. We saw Ryan Howard and the dream beat Brennan's wings. Um, God, my Dallas wings. Uh, and then we saw the Chicago sky beat the aces. One Oh four to 97. Um, that same day, we saw the Sparks get a two-win lead over the Mystics. The Mystics beat the Aces in a one-point game a couple of days later. Um, and that was a two-game slide for the Aces, who then broke that uh, yesterday. Um, so, yeah. And the Storm beat the, the Sparks beat the Storm. And Skylar Diggins-Smith has been going nuts. Also, in other news, Tina Charles got released like... She got her contract bought out by the Mercury. Um, 
there's really no detail on what happened there as far as uh, if she wasn't in fit, if it was, uh, I don't know. She was having a very good season and they just parted ways unbeknownst, to, like shockingly to everybody after 18 games into the season. Um, so we, uh, Tita's going to clear waivers and we're just assuming, wondering where she'll land next. Um but yeah, no, that was a very odd thing to wake up to on, I believe, Saturday morning. All right. And um, I just looked this up. Do you see that Griner, they're trying to hold her for six more months? Uh, wait, I thought she goes into trial like on the first. Yeah. And they're trying to detain her throughout her trial. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It said uh, her preliminary hearing was set for Monday. A Moscow court moved it to Friday and extended Griner's detention by six more months. Mm, I didn't read that part of it, but that's upsetting. Yeah, her pretrial detention was already moved and after after being all was moved after already being moved. (laughs) She'll now be detained throughout the course of the trial. God. All right. Well. Get home soon, Brittany. Moving on to the walk-offs. Welcome to the big leagues! Two run, walk-off homer for Cabrera. You can smile, it's that's okay. It's okay. All right, I do not have a walk-off this week. Joe does have a walk-off this week. So, Joe, take it away. I will shut up and sit over here. Shut up. All right. <clears throat> so, my walk-off is entitled Title Nine. The day after the 50th anniversary of Title IX, the Supreme Court decided to marginalize women once again. Title IX was 37 words tacked onto a federal education bill saying, telling schools if they received federal funding, they could not discriminate against women in any manner. This was power, and we often view it through the context of sports because it had a profound impact there, but that's not what it necessarily set out to do. I, it plainly states that you cannot use one genders to wait. It plainly stated that you could not use one's gender to ostracize them. The reversal of Roe v. Wade is an attack on women. It takes a woman's ability to make a personal choice and leaves it in the hands of states. Whether the circumstance is extreme or not, it is not our right to tell someone what to do with their body. We shouldn't be able to force someone to do something they don't want to do. As a country, we keep taking steps backwards, and it starts with the fragility of men. The seeds of this can be traced back to the initial pushback of Title IX and how schools currently try to work around it. The NCAA initially tried to strike down Title IX, saying that it would force schools to move money away from their male teams that they... saying that it would force schools to move money from their male teams that were money generators. But upon discovering most of these quote-unquote money-generating sports were all in the red and pulled money from the school's budget, thus they had to comply. There was a Women's Collegiate Athletic Association, which was the equivalent to the NCAA, run concurrently with the NCAA that was ran by women, but they were undermined by the NCAA by the NCAA's promise to give them equal footing, thus absorbing them and then giving them less repeatedly. Today, universities try to skirt the rules in other ways. One is that instead of spending dollar for dollar the same on male athlete as they do female athletes, schools will sometimes count women athletes twice. How so, you may ask? Well, like this. Say you have a 100-meter women female sprinter who also competes in the four by four on the four by four relay team. Instead of that woman being just one athlete, they count her now as two athletes and they will not do the same for her male counterpart. A day after celebrating what should be a day after celebrating what should have been represented, what should represent a win for not just women, but a societal one providing equal opportunity to everyone, no matter their gender. We as a society we're left with the reality that men are at every turn have only wanted women to be used to uh, damn, providing equal opportunity to everyone, not only 
no matter your gender, we as a society were left with the reality that men at every turn have only wanted to use women and treat them as something that doesn't deserve respect or the ability to make their own decisions. Almost stuck the landing on that last one, but almost stuck the landing. God. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh I I enjoy that walk off. It's I like doing the show because it does give us the ability to look at different things. So like when I was in school, I only saw Title Nine from the fact that I was playing a sport that could very well cut my life short early and I was not on a full scholarship taking out student loans. And then the, you know, some of the cheerleaders were on full rides because title nine, they had to distribute a certain number of scholarships. And I remember being so frustrated, like you gotta be fucking like you cheer for us. Like, how are you on scholarship? And I'm not, and I got so mad, but then obviously you get older and you learn about things and you look into things and it's like, Oh, other than us getting paid to like go, to like the University of Florida and get our faces kicked in, like we're bleeding money. Like, yeah, I, it doesn't make any sense. Like you said in the piece, there's only a certain number of universities where the the teams actually make exorbitant amounts of money. Most schools, you lose money when you do you're stuff when you have money. football teams <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, bleeding. You're just bleeding money. So. Now that I'm older, it makes a lot more sense why they would do that. And of course, I've got nieces. And if I had daughters, I'd be like, yeah, I fucking and even not having those things. I still want women to have the same opportunities. But I remember just not even, you know, 10, 12 years ago being so pissed when I was like, what do you mean you guys are all on scholarship? Like, what the hell is that? (laughs) Now, the thing that and now you fast forward and it's like, oh, yeah, we were losing money anyway. The thing that. uh tripped me out was the counting athletes twice like yeah that's crazy in that that basically that's a way to count up to the football team because football team is 85 scholarships whatever that you can't duplicate that size of a team in any female sport um so instead they will count one athlete two times to make that number quote unquote match instead of oh, adding okay. another That's team. That's what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Instead of adding another team, they just start counting one female athlete for if she does the hurdles, if she does the this and then this. That's it's three like, scholarships. Yeah, that's technically three scholarships we're using. That's instead crazy. of one on something. You know, she's else. not getting three, three times, times the amount of the money. Benefits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not so, like, yeah. hey, we're gonna pay for your tuition and your off campus housing and well I don't know. We're maybe, not going to pay but, for your tuition, your sister's tuition, and your yeah. other sister's tuition. Bring the family. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. All right, press conference. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. All right, you can find me at Brennan T Comedy on all social media, BrennanTComedy.com. Got a big show coming up at the Stand, New York City. That'll be July 19th. Another super secret show I'm not allowed to talk about um, in New York. Um, so that'll be super cool. And then uh, check my website, BrennanTComedy.com, for all my other upcoming dates. And you can always check out my other podcast, Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. Uh, it's a really fun show where I have comics, artists, actors, musicians, Joe's been on, uh, on to uh, talk about their best and worst drinking, drug, party, and getting in trouble stories. So check that out, X Drinking Buddy. Also, brand new merch. I'm very proud of myself. I finally made a double-sided merch. It's a sweatshirt that has a really cool graphic on the back and then the logo on the front. Pretty proud of myself. Anyway, check that out. Joe! You can check me out on Twitter and Instagram. You can check out this show. You can check me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorval. You can check out this show's Twitter and Instagram at Cheering Press. Don't forget to head over to the show's uh, the network page at a new. Like, why am I like? Let me start this over again. Rattled, rattled. Joe, you can check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorval. You can check out this show's Twitter and Instagram at Cheering Press. Don't forget to go over to a new low.co to check out all the other shows on the network. One being who does a podcast. We are back in full swing in our second season. First episode was based on Moana. Second episode coming out uh, tomorrow is going to be In the Heights. Very, very good musical by Lin-Manuel Miranda. And 
John Wu. Uh, you can check us out. Don't forget to go to my website at joedormel.com. Uh, check out some of the merch I got there and uh, and all that good jazz, as well as uh, I think that's it. I think that's all I got. Perfect. No, yeah. I think that's all I got. Check with IT. So, I think that's all he's got. Is that all I got? Guys, that's all I got. Our, our team is, is letting me know that's all I got. Uh, so, Brennan. Let's get out of here. And that's why we play the game. Hello. Hello. Huge shout out. Capri Grotowski, FAU volleyball coach, RIP. Ooh.